Go for Leadership, the podcast with Daniel and Gerd. Hello and welcome for today's episode of the Go for Leadership podcast. My name is Daniel and my guest today is Brandon Holland. Go for Leadership interviews. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Brandon, like always in our show, I ask the guests to introduce themselves. So maybe you can give us a glimpse uh, who you are and what you have done so far. Yeah. Um, so my name is Brandon Holland. Um, I am currently a city manager of a small town in North Carolina, uh, eastern coast of the United States. And um, I am a leader who likes to help develop other leaders. Um, you know, I got into government administration uh, right after graduate school. So I've, I've been doing this since I was 23. Uh, I'm 35 now. And, um, you know, for me, Uh, you know, the day-to-day -day is running a city, um, you know, making sure all of the departments have the tools that they need to do their jobs and making sure that, um, you know, the mayor and the other elected officials are, are you know, being able to take care of their constituents. And um, aside from that, I run a leadership podcast called the Lead Well Podcast, um, professional development leadership show. Uh, we also talk about motivation and general success tips to help people almost at any level of life. Um, I do coaching for people in leadership positions, people who want to become leaders. Um, and I also do coaching for college students who are trying to, um, you know, get into their careers. Um, you know, we do things from resumes, interviews, and, you know, even going over contracts and employment agreements and things like that. Um, and I am a speaker as well. I do motivational speaking and leadership speaking. Um, at events and things like that as well. Wow, Brandon, that's that's a very large portfolio and uh, all around uh, leadership. So I'm very curious to understand how you define leadership or what does leadership to you personally? Um, I define leadership as influence. Um, and I feel like, you know, leading by example is is the best way. Um, you need to to be the example of what you expect um, so that there's there's no question. Um, you know, leadership, you have to have grace. Um, you have to be willing to have patience and coach other leaders. And I think that leadership is also developing other leaders, whether that is finding leaders um, areas of weakness and helping them improve in those areas or seeing people who aren't yet in leadership positions, but they have leadership potential and starting to develop, to develop those folks as well. Uh, I like that. And, and you mentioned one point um, or outlined one point, which is leading by example. Can you give us maybe a glimpse or one, two examples where you said, wow, that that's really a role model for me or has been impacting my, my own career or my own leadership style. Yeah. So for me, um, You know, I think um, leading, so leading by example, other folks are always watching. They watch when your office is dirty. They watch when you walk past a piece of paper and don't pick it up. Um, and they, they watch how you respond in high pressure situations. And without realizing it, they will start to mimic the way that you lead. And so you have to, you have to understand that. And you have to be conscious that the things that you're doing, other folks in the organization are going to do as well. Um, and so, you know, for me, being aware of that has helped me 
realize that my actions more than my words, more than my coaching is going to help other leaders develop around me. And, um, you know, just being truthful when you don't know something, um, being, you know, honest when something's challenging and, you know, being vulnerable to, you know, to a degree because we're, we're all people, we all have struggles. And I think one of the challenges of, of leaders is that vulnerability and, you know, the fact that we don't want to show our areas of weakness to our subordinates. Right. So, um, but, you know, lead by example, it could be something as small as, as being on a diet. And, and I've seen this, um, mm-hmm. you know, there for a while, um, I was very, very conscious of, you know, snacking and the things that, um, you know, things that we're putting into our bodies. And so, um, you know, I work with an office that, that loves to snack and they, they love to have little treats and things. And uh, there for a while, I was just saying no to everything. And the, eventually people stopped asking. And when, you know, I walked by one day and saw a piece of cake on somebody's desk, I'm like, hey, how come you're not, how come you're not eating, eating the cake? And they're like, well, I've got goals, so I'm not messing with it. I'm like, that's the same thing I've been saying for like two months now. And, you know, without realizing it, even something that small was translating down into the organization because I, you know, stood firm on the example. I think you said something very powerful, which is uh, I think many leaders um, subconsciously maybe don't realize or consciously don't realize <clears throat> that it's kind of a mirror, right, into their teams when they do something. You, you made the example of the piece of paper on the floor. Uh, and uh, I've experienced something similar in, in my last gig uh, where the piece of paper was lying the whole day on the floor and nobody was willing to to grab it and put it into the device, the, the which is unfortunate but i think that also shows something very impactful um how a culture is also in an organization right so if everybody moves around the problem uh, nobody really takes care and takes action on it so yeah. um maybe you can give a glimpse on how would you describe a perfect leader or role model uh, in your terms um for me a a a a good leader or good, good role model um, is someone who's always developing. Um, You know, I'm a a firm believer of what got you there won't keep you there. And a lot of times you see people get into leadership positions and because they have the position or because they have the status, ego starts to come into play and they feel like because they're at the top that they know it all and that there's not, you know, really a lot of room for growth when it's, it's really the, it's really the opposite. There's more room for growth because there's more people under you that you can learn from. And, you know, there's, you know, at, at certain levels, there, there are more resources available for, for folks to, to do trainings and to, you know, open the professional development world of, of wanting to be better. And so for me, you know, a leader is somebody who's not stagnant, it is someone who was always looking to be better. And, you know, some folks, you know, agree or disagree about whether or not you should work on your weaknesses. But, you know, a leader to me should be well-rounded um, and, you know, focus on some of those areas of, of improvement and, you know, should just always be getting better and always be helping develop the other leaders around them. 
I like that. And um, I mean, something that I'm also very curious about to, to hear and listen from you as, um, as you are the head of a city, right? So what leadership qualities are required in such roles? Because you have so multiple different topics to cover, right? You have your, your population, you have your uh, legal constraints that needs to be followed, your rules. Uh, COVID didn't help for sure, right? Uh, with new rules, new regulations, new uh, topics that needs to be covered. Uh, how it is for a leader to keep track on all that challenges and different, let's say, uh, a group of persons, stakeholders to, to be managed? Yeah, so... Um... You know, with us, the foundation is is what's going to be very, very important. Um, I was fortunate enough that when I was in college training to do this kind of work, that when I went to another city to work, um, you know, doing an internship and, you know, getting some training from a mentor, that it wasn't just hang out with the mentor all day and watch what they do. It was go into the departments and work as a bottom line level employee. And so during my college years, I got to experience, you know, what the frontline workers are doing that I would later supervise. And so that was done very intentionally so that when I am in the leadership position, one, you know, I have a, a very good base of knowledge of what these positions actually require. And two, I have a greater appreciation for what we're putting these people through. And, you know, we really understand because um, a lot of times you get people in CEO or executive level positions that haven't started from the bottom. And so having those experiences broadened my appreciation, it broadened my knowledge base. And then from there, you know, I was able to, to build on having my own experiences. I, I liked it and something I always uh, did when I was abroad uh, or also in, in uh, large organizations to go to to uh, the people on the ground to really um, understand their problems, right? Because they are literally on the front line. They know what is the problem of a customer, what is their problem to solve customer's problem. And, um, and uh, there you get all the advice to do the right decisions as a leader uh, for your organization. Yeah. Um, so something you, you talked about uh, um, also very briefly is that you put a lot of efforts in helping and supporting uh, new leaders, you know, do coaching, uh, training, also motivational speak speaking. So um, what do you think are the crucial steps or points for uh, a young professional to become a great leader? Because normally you, you are not born as a great leader, right? So what, what, steps you would would you recommend to do as a as a young professional to become a great leader the steps for a young professional to become a great leader i think the i think the first step is is belief um the first step is belief that you can be a great leader um there are some areas of of leadership that are very similar to sleeping you kind of have to pretend that you're doing it before you can actually do it You know, so when you lay down at night to go to sleep, you, you pretend that you're asleep first, you eventually fall asleep. And sometimes you have to pretend that you're a great leader um, before it actually happens. And, um, you know, 
some of the some of the other steps, I think one of the biggest ones that's helped me is is getting uh, getting some good mentors, getting some folks who have been there, who have done it, some people who have made mistakes that you can learn from without having to make those mistakes yourself. Um, and you know, it, it does take learning from your mistakes, and it takes um, taking constructive criticism. Um, people are always going to say things uh, about the folks that they can see. And that's, those are typically the people at the top of the organization. And some of that feedback is going to be valid and you're going to have to do something with it. And, you know, early on in my career, um, you know, I had a, a seasoned uh, department head tell somebody else that I wasn't a good leader. And that sparked me becoming a good leader. And, you know, from there, it has, you know, created what I am today because a comment was made that he's not a good leader. Mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't know until somebody told me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you have to take criticism and, you know, be productive with it. And you have to experience some failures. You have to experience some failures and continue to move forward. Um, you need to learn people. You need to learn your people and learn what motivates them, what challenges them, um, what drives them. And you need to learn yourself too, and where your areas of, you know, of weakness are as a leader as well. Um, I was just talking with one of my staff people yesterday about, you know, this is one thing, uh, area of leadership where I need to get better. And, and they, they knew it immediately. And um, being vulnerable and being upfront about that just lets them know, hey, you're, you're a person just like they are. And, you know, some of the best advice that I've ever gotten was to do what's right and treat people right and you'll have a good career. And mm-hmm. I still to this day believe, highly believe that advice. I like that. So when you um, do coaching and supporting in particular uh, young uh, professionals uh, in terms of career advice, what What questions uh, do they, or with what questions do they approach you, or what concerns do they have now these days, where we all know leaders are very challenged, right, by so many forces, um, being that's uh, uh, environmental challenges, being war challenges, supply chain challenges, currency inflation challenges. I mean, there are so many challenges uh, that is in all our plates as leaders. So what does, uh, what keeps them uh, awake at night, so to speak? Well, uh, one of the reasons that a lot of universities call me in is because students today are lacking a lot of the, the people skills that folks, you know, my age or older were forced to develop because of lack of technology. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were forced to go somewhere to apply for a job. We were forced to, you know, physically show up, dress good for an interview. We couldn't do interviews virtually. Um, you know, phone interviews weren't really a thing at the time. Um, so there was a lot of, you know, face-to-face interaction, a lot of interpersonal communication um, that has been lacking. And the the other piece of that is, you know, people are involved in every every area of, of leadership, and so. It's being able to um, to relate to people who are differently um, and being able to um, 
really do things as small as, as, as have small talk. Um, so, you know, folks are so in tune with technology that they're less in tune with face-to-face interaction with people. And those are some of been some of the biggest challenges. Um, and, you know, the, the thing that I think is, is the most helpful is the, the interview advice that I'm able to give um, because you still have people like me who are hiring people like them. And so, you know, when they show up, they need to be impressive. And so I'm able to kind of, to help them, you know, let their superpower shine through and, you know, highlight their strengths when, you know, some of the other challenges is, you know, I'm just a college student. I haven't had, but maybe one or two jobs. How does that need to translate in a job interview or, what's going to make these people think that I'm actually ready for my career when I haven't actually done the thing yet. I've just got the the paperwork that says I can do it. Right. And so it's the inexperience too. Hmm. Do you think also that Corona and the virtualization, let's say of human interaction uh, has an impact on that? Because I mean, uh, reflecting that uh, the last two or three years we have been meeting all over the world, uh, mostly virtually than, than physically. I do. And I think it's, I think it's forced us to take advantage of, you know, the, the power that is technology, um, you know, and especially me working in, you know, in local, you know, local hometown government, governments typically 10, 15 years behind everybody else as far as its usage of technology. And I was really glad that, um, you know, of course, coronavirus helped, you know, it took everything virtual, but it helped bring organizations that have historically underutilized technology. It's forced us to use it better and it's forced us to kind of, you know, even the playing field with everybody else and to come, you know, to not be so far behind from a technology standpoint, because we just you can't you can't afford to these days. I like that. So, um Maybe one, one last question, Brandon. Um, what advice would you give the younger Brandon when, when he started his career um, to become a, a leader, the leader that you are now sharing so much knowledge and, and passion about leadership? Um, if I could talk to my younger self and, and give him advice, um, I would say be a little more risky and take more chances. Um, and that's something that I'm, I'm actively working on you know, and not being afraid to, to make mistakes. You know, I think that when we get into to leadership positions, we're so afraid to make mistakes because of job security. Um, but at the same time, you need learning experiences as well. And I've never, you know, I've never made a mistake that I, I, I didn't learn something from or didn't grow from. And so, you know, some of the other advice I would, I would give is to, um, is to, you know, look at the team that you're building and make sure that you're allowing your employees to perform their best work as well as develop their replacements. So one of the challenges that I have been in is because, you know, somebody might be young in leadership, maybe not young in their career, but maybe young in leadership, or, um, you know, early, early in their career, 
because of the timeline, we're not really thinking about their replacement, but something could happen today and you need to replace that person. And so one thing that I need to do is make sure that my leaders are then developing other leaders because I can see my influence in them, but now I need to start seeing their influence in their, you know, the folks underneath them who will eventually take their place. And, you know, if I'm talking to my younger self, I would, I would say, be patient. Um, I would say that the journey is going to be hard, but every second is going to be worth it and to learn as much as possible. And, you know, those are the things that I've tried to be intentional about. Those are the things that have helped me the most. And I've been able to learn from other mistake, other people's mistakes. And, you know, it's helped me be successful by, you know, being observant, by learning more and, really learning from the people around me who aren't in leadership positions. That's probably been the biggest piece um, is, you know, being humble enough to know that you don't know all the answers and, you know, your team is there to support you, but also you're, you know, you're there to support them and make sure they have what they need to do their jobs as well. So if I was talking to my younger self, I would say those things. Go for Leadership, the podcast with Daniel and Gerd. Perfect, Brendan. Thank you so much for being our guest today. It has been a real pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Go for Leadership, the podcast.